Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited to have you here. I'm Tanya. And I'm Michael. And today we're going to talk about something that just seems so intimate to my heart. And I hope it is for many believers that are listening is when God speaks to us and how does that work? And does God still speak to us today as he spoke to people in the Bible from the beginning? And what do we do? Like, what is our reaction when God speaks? So we're just going to chat about that today and talk about like our experiences and what the Bible has to say. So Michael, do you want to talk about how God spoke throughout the Bible? Yeah, there are many examples. God spoke in different ways to different people and different ways to the same person in the Bible and without any indication that he doesn't do the same thing today. If we're listening, um, the different ways that I think about in, in the Bible is sometimes in person, just flat out talking to somebody in person himself, like with Moses and, and Abraham. Sometimes he'll speak through angels and a messenger who will come by and speak to somebody. Sometimes he speaks through signs, like with Gideon, uh, with the sign of the, the fleece to confirm God's calling. Got to be careful with asking for a sign. Uh, there's a lot of discussion on when it's appropriate to do that. If you do that all the time, God, give me a sign whether I should do this or that. Um, may not be appropriate most of the time, but to confirm something is is biblical. There's biblical mandate for that in the, the Bible. Uh, dreams, sometimes God spoke to people through dreams, like with Joseph, spoke to him through a dream. Sometimes it's an, God speaks through an audible voice that you can hear just like you or I speaking. Sometimes it's more of an impression in the spirit or a tug on your conscience. Sometimes God will speak through a prophet. A prophet will come and say, thus says the Lord. And we have to use discernment to make sure that this is truly a word through a prophet from God. And so we still have to pray to, to confirm that. But I love Isaiah 30, 21 that talks about, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way to go. And, you know, I kind of listen for that still small voice that the Bible talks about, that you just feel very strongly in your spirit that this is from God. But, you know, God speaks today. And, you know, are we listening? I think the more that we're in the word and the more that we're listening to his voice, then we learn what his voice sounds like. Like when Jesus said, the sheep follow after me because they know my voice. We know the Savior. We spend time with him. We know his voice and we're not following a stranger. Um, there was times in the Bible when God did not speak. There's times in the Bible where God did not do miracles. And to me, it seems like the reason for that is just because nobody's listening or nobody's believing in miracles. God's not just going to speak to the wind if nobody's listening. If we're listening for God's voice, he will speak to us, and we should be looking to him for every direction. Just like when God tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on, on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. We are to lean on God to direct our paths. We can go to the Bible to find general principles about what's right or wrong, but we're not going to find in the Bible, should I take this job or not? Should I move to this city or not? We just left our own devices with that? No, we are to pray to God and ask for guidance and then listen to his spirit who resides in all of us to give us knowledge and wisdom on what to do in the moment. And if we're listening for his voice, he will speak to us and he will speak to us clearly as a spouse and a parent. And when we're ever at work, you know, we need to make important decisions constantly and we need to be in tune with the Lord's direction 
constantly. You know, I remember as a new believer, I was in the word so much and I was reading all kinds of different books and it's like almost like God gives us so much grace as a new believer because we're trying to learn how to walk. And I remember just hearing so many verses in my mind when I was dreaming and I don't even remember like, where did I find that? Or did someone tell me that? I remember specifically Acts 1-8 waking me up and talking to a couple friends that were wise and telling them, I don't think I ever heard this verse. And it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this was right before I was going to go to Peru for a missions trip. And I remember I was doubting and I was just going back and forth. No, that's not for me. And X18 just kept coming out and I dreamed about it. And I think a pastor preached on it and it was just so overwhelming with that verse that I was like, okay, I think the Lord wants me to go to Peru. I have no clue what to do there. I do not know anyone, but I will go. And I remember having so many uh, spiritual battles about going. I wanted to decide at the last minute that I wanted to get out of the trip. I somehow ended up with a cold. I was like, this is a sign for me not to go. And I knew that God wanted me to go. And that would be the first part of my strong Christian walk, getting to know the Lord more, standing up for him, being bold in a whole different country, using the gifts that God had given me, which is speaking Spanish. And it was just an amazing time as a new believer. And that's not to say that it's not amazing now. It's just, I have to be more discerning to be able to listen to what God has to say. And like Michael, you were saying, God talks to us in different ways, dreams, uh, verses, and the verses could be confirmed through different people. I've had that situation happen to me just recently where I could not believe it. Uh, four different people said this word that I've really never heard after I had confirmed it in the Bible was studying in Genesis and heard this word. And I was just so overwhelmed. I remember telling you, Michael, like this word, I mean, it just keeps coming up. I don't understand. God wants me to do something. And, you know, did I react immediately? I'll have to say no. I really prayed about it and thought through it, but ultimately that word would lead into a deep study uh, for me and my relationship with the Lord to look deeper within my heart that could further impact the love within my family. Because we have to remember that our homes are the mission field. Our homes are where people see the good and the bad in us, the sin, the refinement, and we carry so much throughout the day with all kinds of responsibilities. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming where we don't see the fruit of the spirit reflecting to our families and we have to stop and really pray. But I really love how the Lord is so intentional. He's so intentional with us when we're willing, when we're desperate, when we have 
a heart that's just crying out for him, a heart that is just yearning for his will, a heart that is just completely surrendered and a heart that's just with open arms. Lord, I'm here to listen. And just like Isaiah said, here I am, use me. And that's where we all should be. And I believe that God communicates to us because he loves us so deeply that he wants to show us hey, our relationship is broken, or I want to confirm these things because I want them to glorify my kingdom. And so we have to be intentional. We have to be willing. We have to be desperate for him and really understanding God does speak. Um, he spoke at the beginning of the Bible and he's speaking Throughout the Bible, he speaks today and he doesn't leave us without giving us an answer. And prayer is the best way to communicate with God. I truly am just grateful that he is so personable with us, that he holds us so dear, that he's like, I just love you and I want you to know this about me. I want you to have a deeper understanding of what I'm trying to teach you right now with loving words because they come from his word. Sometimes it may hurt and sometimes it may be a jumping up and down with excitement. And there are many times where the word pierces my heart and breaks me and it puts me into a place of sadness because it allows me to see my own heart before the living God. Yes, I completely agree with you. God is intentional with us, and he, and he desires a relationship with us, and He wants us to direct us in the path that He designed us to go. He has a plan for us, and He doesn't want to just not going to leave us to our own devices to just figure that out on our own. He's going to tell us if we are listening. Um, you know, with me, I I feel like primarily the way that God speaks to me is kind of a tug on my conscience. Sometimes he gives me an impression in the spirit, and there may be a particular way that God speaks to you in general, but we also have to be open to different ways that God may choose to speak to us in the moment as well. I know there was two events that really stood out for me, um, for God speaking to me in a special way. One was when I was in middle school, just coming out of a really hard time, probably the hardest time of my life in the fifth grade. And I was just walking down the cafeteria aisle to go get some milk, and all of a sudden I heard an audible voice that I would describe as a really loud whisper that just said, trust me. And it stopped me in my tracks because I had to look back behind me to see who just said that really loud in my ear, and there was nobody around me. And it was like I was in one of those movies where where the world just kind of stops and you're just kind of looking around. And I'm like, the world is just kind of going on without me and nobody's paying attention to me. And and then I kind of look to see, is anybody seeing that I'm just stopped right here for no reason, just kind of looking around, kind of confused and nobody's paying attention to me at all. And I was like, what was that? I'm not quite sure. And then I felt this really strong impression within me as I started to just go back to, to getting some milk that just said in my spirit, if you get a fake dime in change from your milk, you will know that that was me. 
And, you know, that might seem strange. It seemed a little strange to me as I'm walking there. It's like, what? What is that impression that I'm but I'm that I'm feeling? But to a middle schooler's mind, you know, I think I needed that kind of confirmation from something a lot like Gideon had with the fleece. And lo and behold, when I got the milk, I got a Colombian dime back in change. And that just really impressed on me. And it was probably, I wasn't quite completely sure why God was telling me that in the moment, except for the hard times that I was going through in my life at that moment. And and that's what God, I think, will do in moments where he's like, you know, I really want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm your father and I care for you and you can trust me. And he wanted me to know it so much that he said it in an audible voice behind me. Um, so I, it was in no uncertain terms with a sign, just like Gideon, that was really me saying that. And, you know, that was a special time that, that I think about and still remember all the time that God went out of his way to say, you can trust me. You know, another time in my life was going back and forth to North Carolina with my family. It was the weirdest thing. I, God impressed upon me at a very young age to be a police officer. I felt that that was a calling that he was calling me to do as a profession. And it was the weirdest thing going back and forth to North Carolina to visit grandparents and aunts and uncles there. Every time I would go past this particular city and was going through this area where there was just factories, it didn't seem like there was much there. For whatever reason, I always had this strong question in my mind. I wonder what it would be like to be a police officer here, kind of in the middle of nowhere with just factories. And it almost became part of a game to where every time we went through that area, I started to just ask myself and look for that area um, and ask what it would be like to be a police officer there. It was I didn't do that for anywhere else, but right there. And when it became time for me to to find a place to be a police officer where I didn't have a strong, I knew God was calling me to be a police officer, but where was not really a strong indi- indication. He started really impressed upon me to be a police officer in a city uh, where there's a lot of crime and a lot of need for, for help in, in a in the community that has a lot of social needs and such. And so I felt a strong impression with that. And so I started to to be directed towards a city near where I was from, but I saw how little they made with money. And so I started to lean towards, well, what if I just became a police officer in a nearby county? Maybe that's good enough. And um, I I would be making more money. So I really started to be conflicted. Uh, The state police also started to impress upon me that, you know, maybe that was a better culture that I would be better suited for. So I really started to get conflicted in, in my mind. Uh, but when this, one of the places that I applied for what I originally wanted to be in at with little or no pay called me up at the last minute and said, do you want to come here? We have a position open, but you have to accept it right now because the Academy starts Monday. And this was like on a Friday and I had to make a decision in the moment. And I did a very quick breath prayer, Lord, is this where you want me going? That's This is the first place you originally told me. And it, it was only in my mind that I started to get conflicted. And in the moment, I felt God was saying, go there. And I accepted. And there were some things that happened with this job that made me wonder if I made the right decision. But when I got my very first assignment, assigned my first beat, 
I was flabbergasted when I realized that the area that I was assigned was that area that I kept asking myself over and over and over again, going through it. I wonder what it would be like to be a police officer here. I didn't even know it was part of that city. I thought it was well past the city and just the middle of nowhere. And it was uh, an area that just had a high need for social help. And, and that's where I was assigned. And that's the place I worked my whole career. And that was just confirmation to me that I was hearing God's direction in the place that he wanted me to serve in that season. And that just really made an impression on me. Yeah, I love that story that you've shared with me over the years. And we all have different testimonies. And I love how in this podcast, we're talking about the different testimonies. And earlier, I had mentioned the the latest moment that the Lord had spoke to me. And I'll just share this briefly is... So it was about a year ago that I met with a really good friend and she had mentioned about a course for me to take to evaluate my heart. Just something that, you know, all Christians should do just because to make sure that your relationship is strong with the Lord. And I really considered it for a moment. Then I said, why do I need to do that? I'm fine. First of all, that's arrogance in my own heart, thinking that, okay, everything is great. I don't need that. The Bible says that there is no one good. There is no one, the only righteous one is God. And so I decided I would just think about it. It was in the back of my mind. But earlier this year, I basically was in conversation with one of the pastors at our Spanish church, and he had mentioned just a word. And the word was just, it was kind of different. I I just didn't even think about it, especially because there was a song during the service that I thought about a Bible passage from the book of Genesis. And I literally went that Monday and looked up the passage and the same word was the word that the pastor had given. And I was a little shocked, but not too bad And then Michael and I were in the car and there was a song that we really love and I just never paid attention, but the same word was in that song. And two additional confirmations, a friend had sent me a verse with that word. And the word was just literally, it's just not something you use on a daily basis. And then again, another confirmation through another person. So there was about four people that had nothing to do with each other, did not know each other, spoke the same word. So I went through and said, okay, Lord, you want me to look at this word? And I started to do a word search within the Bible. And that's the way I tend to look to see what is God trying to say? And so I look through the Bible, I find all the words, and then I start looking up the meanings of the words to get either a deeper Hebrew meaning or a Greek meaning. And then I write them all down in a journal, all the passages to just truly see, okay, what are you trying to say in all these passages? And interestingly enough, when I talk to my friend again, Um, who had told me about the course, I gave her the testimony of everything. And she said, you know, God is trying to talk to you, right? I'm like, yes, I I do know, but I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) And she was like, have you thought about the course I told you about a year ago? She's like, 
there's something that God has to say to you. And there is something between your relationship that he is trying to address. And it really um, pushed me to start the course. And through the course, I will just say quickly, I was broken. I literally went through some type of change curve. At the beginning, I was in shock. Then I went through a, like a mini depression because I was just upset at myself. Um, we know that there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus, but I was pretty upset with myself to look deeper. And then I started to come out of it with a different perspective. It really impacted my family. Um, it was just a lot of the things I was dealing with frustration and the daily activities that we have and so much that I have to carry on a daily basis. And I literally felt very overwhelmed, uh, very upset, crying to the Lord and asking the Lord to just constantly refine me. And I literally am grateful. I'm grateful because I have more awareness. Am I perfect today? No. But do I have more awareness of that? Yes. Why? Because God loves me and God desires my relationship with him to be even deeper. So he wants me to recognize those things that hinder our relationship. And I go back to what God spoke about Moses and it, it just sticks out to me in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. God spoke to Moses face to face and he still can speak face to face to us today through his word. In Hebrews chapter one, we hold on to this. Long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through him. Also, he created the world. Why? Because Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And God wants to talk to us. There are moments of silence in our seasons, in our walk and it could be difficult. And I remember those silences when Michael and I had a lot of tribulation and it was just like, why Lord, aren't you speaking to us? What have we done? Why aren't you telling us what direction we should do? Why are all these tribulations coming upon us? Why Lord? And you're telling us to have joy in all these situations. How? And why aren't you talking? And sometimes I believe it's a time of testing and God specifically did that for Hezekiah. God did not speak to Hezekiah for a period of time to test him. And when he tested him, Hezekiah became arrogant in his heart and went a different way. As we learn in Isaiah 35 and 36 and in second Kings, but, but we can also be arrogant in our own heart by not evaluating those sins that could be hindering us from having a deeper conversation with the Lord. Um, that deeper relationship. We may say we have a relationship with God, but how deep is it? How are you communing with God? How are you listening to him? And how are you walking faithfully with him? And when he does speak, 
Are you reacting right away? Is that something you just drop everything and you said, yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm hearing you. I am going forward with you. Your will be done, Lord, not mine. And so I am just so grateful for God being such a personable God who is alive in his throne, sitting down, and he gives us strength with his mighty right hand. And he is listening to our every prayer. If we seek him, he says in Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14, we will find him if we seek him with all our heart. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it kind of reminds me of a family friend who gave some very simple advice, but so profound when she would tell us constantly, we have a lot of decisions to make in this life and we can't sit down and pray for a half hour for every single decision that we must make. Sometimes it's as simple as just asking the father, father, may I just a quick breath prayer, father, may I, and just listen for him to speak and follow his direction in everything. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Just, just a simple acknowledgement. I think that's what God wants more than anything that I am following your direction, Lord, yeah. not my own. I want to follow what you have planned for me and where you want me to go. And a simple, just father, may I, may I do this? May I do that? Is a simple acknowledgement in the moment, a quick breath prayer is sometimes all it takes. And then just a moment, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Trust in me and listen for my voice. Yes, that is amazing. And it could be hard when we don't hear the Lord. It truly can. And Michael, you and I have had those seasons where it's just absolutely difficult Jesus didn't say that we would have an amazing life and there's no difficulty here. He said that we will have many troubles, but in those troubles, are we going to look to ourselves? Are we going to look to God? I believe with my whole heart that God gives us those moments where he speaks to us so that when we go down those valleys again, that we can remember God spoke to me. God helped me. God gave me a secure word. And I can hold on to that when I'm going through this valley and I have hope, even though I can't hear you right now, Lord, even though I don't know what to do and I'm waiting for you. And so I hope that this podcast is encouraging, not just to hear, but actually to encourage your heart to spur you to believe that our God is a living God. He is a God that is personable. A God has emotions, a God that is willing to tell you what you need to do. If we look for it in his word, if we listen to his word and God is not going to keep anything from his sons and daughters. How could he? He is one that says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So I hope that this was encouraging and we are so happy that you're here and that may it bless you. So we will end this podcast and until next time. God bless.